I don't know what subreddits you're on these days, but uh... ultra running subreddits. And I, I, I'll tell you, I have a whole nipple care regimen uh, for these very long runs. It's I could go into detail, but I, I shan't. Dude. I'm, I'm giving myself wow. device priority on my network. That's how much I care about this. Here Holy we go. Holy cow. You I'm know, setting it to four hours. I'm, I'm setting it too. to Joe Rogan mode. Just kidding. That's it. Just a quick, <laughs> just a tight four. Just a quick four hour pod. Is that all? Is that all? Is that, is that all I mean to you? Is that all you've carved <laughs> out for me is a tight four? It's a, I mean, you can, I know we'll get at least two hours out of cricket protein. You know, there's a, a whole, uh, there was an article in Modern Retail today about uh, the rise of uh, insect protein for China, um, for uh, dog food, for pet food in particular, which I think is super interesting. Interesting. That's a cool, right. that's a cool right. way to kind of get into the home with the insect protein. Start slipping mm-hmm. it in. Fido. Yep. Start get getting Fido people to- comfortable with it. <laughs> It's like, you know, hey, it's cool for my dog. Although, do people make that connection at all? Do they go, it's good for my dog, so it's good for me? I think there's a reverse direction. I think it's the other way. It's good for me, so it's good for my dog. It's the other way. Right. But maybe there's a weird reverse brain connection there in the other direction somehow. Your dog is honey, right? Yes. And what what do you feed honey? The cheapest possible food. I <laughs> the same thing I feed myself: no, bananas. It's, the, uh, um, <laughs> it's uh, we're already on the bananas. It's the uh, it's the uh, Purina. Oh, Purina. It's hard to believe she's still a puppy. She's still on the puppy chow. Supposedly you're supposed to give him the Purina. Pu- say that ten times. The Purina. Purina puppy chow. The, the Purina <laughs> prebiotics. The pre-Madonna uh, puppy chow. Yeah, Purina's a, a, so she's a longtime Magento, by the way. I don't know if you know that. That's yeah, really? uh, one of I should one of that. the early adopters of Magento back in like 2010, maybe early early Magento. They're like the Watsko of uh, dog food. <laughs> they're the Watsko of Show 2010's <laughs> dog food. Um, Show title. <laughs> it's so funny because if I'm thinking back to like early Magento work that I did, um, we had we had uh, hired a consultant from DEG. You remember Digital Evolution Group? Remember DEG? Never heard <laughs> of him. Shout out. Never heard <laughs> so, of him. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Sheehan. But no, I've never now Aaron heard of him. Sheehan used to be the. Uh, um, oh, there's so many people that have come and gone through DEG over the years, but um, uh, there's. Uh, Ben, you're thinking of Ben. Ben Roby. Ben Roby. That's Rob- the guy I'm thinking ben, of. Thank ben you very Robo. much. He went on to. Have we had him on the podcast yet? Because if not, that's an absolute travesty. Uh, let's find out. I don't know. Uh... He went on to the Gromit, I want to say. That's correct. No? That's what I was going to say. It was like yep. a marketplace that he he had uh, done. Yes, we did. Uh, he was on a Magento 2 Solutions Specialist exam uh, roundtable sort of a thing that we did with a few people from... Um, various uh corners of the ecosystem i think we had someone from cora on that show maybe I, like caitlin from sd mm-hmm. might have been on that show mm-hmm. uh, ben was on that show nice I'm pretty sure i thought you were gonna say he was on the solution specialist exam like there was a question like hey what do you think of ben <laughs> like see uh, on guy? a scale of one to ten <laughs> how often would you use ben roby for what <laughs> 
it's an effective detractor for a Ben Roby <laughs> question. It's like, uh, when is Ben Roby not a suitable solution? And you're like, e never. Right. He's always right. He's, he's exactly always how much solution. Ben Roby would be a good idea on a mid market B two B build in uh. I got to know, so speaking of defunct, uh, uh, like a bygone era, I early in Magento's development of their OMS, which I, I don't think is truly sunset publicly, but let's go ahead and just assume that it is for the sake of this discussion. <laughs> and so I've heard uh, er, this early heard in the discussion, early sources. in the like development of like, how do we build a world-class OMS? And it was full of people in the room who had never even heard of an OMS. And, um, but Ben, uh, Roby was sitting behind me and that's how I got to know him. I'm like, where do you get lunch around these parts? He's like, dude, I'm from like Oklahoma or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where to get lunch in LA. Uh, but he was, he was, such a great Iowa, guy. Iowa, right? Iowa, Kansas Des City. I want to say Des Moines. Is no. he remote? No, Kansas City. Why did I say Iowa? Maybe he's remote. Little known fact: There's a Kansas Let's City in every up. state of the Jamie, Union. Jamie, pull that up real quick. That's true. Okay, definitely not true. Uh, Kansas <laughs> City, Florida. I'm from Kansas City, Florida. <laughs> there's a. <laughs> there's definitely there is definitely a Kansas City. Where are you from? City. Kansas Florida City. Oh, I love everything. West LA. <laughs> They have the best tacos in Kansas City. Uh, oh man, how are the how are the beaches out there? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Kansas City. Uh, by the way, Kansas City, South Dakota. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry. This is by the way. This is already vintage mage it is. talk, which I know everyone is appreciating. But it's not um, vintage mage talk in that we have found a way to make it applicable to a Magento audience. Um, which means we need to get back on the cricket it's, protein. It's, it's it's super vintage. It's like it's like vintage vintage. Let me ask you um, a total non sequitur. Speaking of, uh, oh, we were both going to do it. We were both going to do it. You go in. first. I got to get this in. Speaking of a bygone era, yeah. right? I'm on the recruiting hustle, and so this guy sends in a. Um, he's interviewing, and the client goes, "He failed our code review on like basic stuff as a senior dev." And I look at the guy. The guy's like eight years deep into. Uh, you know, Magento symphony stuff. And I'm like going, huh, interesting. Okay. And so I tell the client, I say, yeah, they said you didn't pass code review. He goes, well, um, he goes, I, I believe you are technical. I've seen some of your answers on stack overflow in the past. So here's my code review. Check it out and let me know what you think. <laughs> and I, I was, I was honored that he even had that thought because I feel like I could, I couldn't even, I would have nothing useful at all to say at this point, <laughs> but I was, I was happy that he actually said that. I believe you know? you're technical. So that's despite it. all of the that's despite the all story. of the evidence to the contrary, I believe you're you're highly technical. <laughs> despite your total recruiter vibe, I, <laughs> I uh, you know I believe that you're you're technical. Uh, I still cannot get over I like I still cannot get over the fact that like uh, Stack Overflow was. It was like at some point, I, it no longer is, or maybe it is, and I'm just not clued in, but at some point it was the barometer of your proficiency in Magento, right? right. And uh, not just your activity there, but the depth of your answers. It was like its own form of resume. I, how, is that great. still the case? It was amazing. What is that? Or whatever happened? What, 
Whatever. I'm, I want to suggest an alternative show okay. title. What happened to Whatever happened to Stack Overflow? Whatever happened. Mage Stack, whatever the heck it's called. I have a. Whatever the H E double hockey sticks it's called. This is what happened. Um, Ben Marks got involved. Yes. No. And. Uh, <laughs> my theory is the complexity of Magento 2 made it such that there was no such thing as a concise answer. And it was already tough to be concise in really? Magento 1. Uh, because to affect some kind of a change on the front end, you needed a, a layout file, a block, you know, a, uh, a module, and, and it's a coming back file. to me. Keep like, going. It's you had to back, have a lot of right? scaffolding right? just to affect a change on the front end. So you already had to have like, here's five files. You need to architect them in this folder structure. It needs to have this is requirement. Like the XML file has to have these nodes. Like it was already tough to have a concise answer for how do I show someone's front first name on, <laughs> on, you know, uh, an email <laughs> right. template. Um, Anything. It was already yeah. tough, and now, like, and then we took it another layer further with a lot of abstraction that happened in Magento 2. It just became much more difficult to have concise concise yeah. answers, but also, like, every question was nuanced. Well, you can solve that a bunch of different ways. I need more information. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. not great. Um, I'll buy that. Yeah. I, the, and the other thing that Stack Overflow suffers from in general is, like, version changes. Because, yeah. the, like, that, it could be you know a what? question Actually, about that's JavaScript, the, that's right? Better. Yeah, that's a better that's, answer, I think. That and Ben Marks are the real answer to the to I the have taken demise. a vow of no shade. I've um, taken the no shade vow. I, I don't throw shade at anyone anymore, so no shade. Oh, no, I'm complete. I'm literally, if you haven't noticed, I'm trying to name drop as many people it's as SEO, possible SEO in this episode. Well, you, you can't. The, I'm, it's, it's the Ben Marks is old SEO. Now you need to go for the new SEO. You need to exactly. say Hiva need... or Hiva like 27 times to make this irrelevant. Hoover, Hoover, Hoover. There are three. I, I watched. Say it right. I watched a. Check your privilege Come on. and say it I, properly. I saw your. Hoover. I saw your interview with Willem. Um, did you? I now? did. Uh, I've been tracking. That's hard I've been tracking believe. the project pretty closely. I, don't I have watched at least four videos with Vinay on them, and he has pronounced it three different ways. And because of his. Uh, really? Yeah. Hoover, because of his Germanic Hiva. ancestry, I've heard all three. It's they're all acceptable. It's GIF, it's GIF. I, it doesn't matter. Dogs I, and cats sleeping I'm together, gonna, mass hysteria. Yeah, I am going to go on record and say that it's got to be Hiva. Nobody in there, nobody is ever going to get the pronunciation. Um, and we're, we're going to just we got to get him on because we were talking about. Things have been a little gnarly, but we got to get him on the pod because we were talking about that. And now that we have duly um, insulted, not insulted, but now that we have talked about Hoover. Uh, are you really going to say it on. that way the whole time? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're killing me. I can't. You can't, it's a, you can't do it's it. Hiva. You got to say hi. I, I love it you. Just, I love it you. Feels right. It's Hiva. Um. Um, Let me talk about Hiva for a second. Where are we going? No, this, this is this is actually really good. Okay, Hiva. <laughs> oh, this is it. This is the topic. I think okay. this is the new era of Magento, and it's so fitting that it comes from people in the community who are trying to solve a problem for themselves, and 
make something that is widely useful to everybody else. I could not believe the ease with which you can affect admin grid changes and not have to touch things like did you dig into it did you yeah like wow okay it's kind it's not my job technically anymore but uh do you even have a job technically anymore podcaster in chief what is Uh, what do you what do you do what exactly do you how much time do we have do we still have three hours (laughs) um I, I thought we were going to make it a tight four, so you better in, you better hurry in up. In 2010, oh, this is a total. This is totally bonkers. Totally, totally bonkers. Uh, once upon a time, there was this guy uh, named David Shing, who uh, <laughs> look him up while we're on. Uh, his name, I think, Shingy was what people called him. He was a futurist on on the uh, on the. AOL payroll. He was like a digital futurist. That's that is that was on AOL's payroll, and his hair was like this. Just I love it completely. That's a futurist hairstyle. This is it's unhinged. It It looked like this, Kaylin. This it's no, it's the only. (laughs) Just call me Shingy. Look at this. No, (laughs) I'm a futurist now. No. Now we have our thumbnail. We've got material for our teaser clips. We've got several show put, title put a, options. Uh, what you do is t- make a fake Twitter <laughs> and, and it's Shingwinkle. <laughs> dude, by the so, way, dude, uh, you've been I, you've been I, I, you've been rock climbing. You're looking. You're I am looking actually like I've, I've been. I'm seeing, yeah, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm doing all I'm the things. Some additional. We'll get definition. into some of that, but uh, let me let me close the loop on. <laughs> Let me close on. I I would have called myself a futurist until I saw what this guy looks like. I don't think I have, I don't have the street cred, or, or the number of leather jackets and deep V T-shirts that is required to be called a futurist. So I I, I would have said I'm a futurist. That doesn't really. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> my stomach hurts so bad. Oh uh, you God. need a deep V and a leather jacket. I'm on the I'm on the route with the hair, but um, not to throw shade at that guy. I, I'm, in a, route. I'm a no shade. Yeah. I've, I've taken up a vow of no shade. Uh, so, so, so I don't so know what, what I do. So I what no about idea. this guy? Was it, what about him? He was like okay. on, on the cover of Wired magazine, and he was like. <laughs> like recently or no like it, a decade ago what's the rep like what? he was like he so called himself a digital you, prophet you... he's like <laughs> i'm not kidding you think i'm making what, this what? up i'm serious what what made you think about this recently you asked me what it is i what's do for time? a living and i the first thing i <laughs> thought of is i know what i don't do <laughs> i'm not a digital prophet gotcha <laughs> I don't know specifically what I do, but oh, I, 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 I'm actually, you know what I am? I'm a digital nonprofit. That's what I am. Okay. <laughs> digital nonprofit. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't, you know what? I'm learning how um, to be in a, in a big ginormous corporation. I've never, I've never worked for a big company, so I'm learning that. Right. And so, um, I'm a student first right now. That's what I'm, that's what I am. It's, uh, right. Fun stuff. It's exciting. It's very, uh, it's very it exciting. It is, I but, think, um, a little bit. You know, you were, um, you. So you were talking about Hiva. You were saying that you're going to the admin. <laughs> it's easy to do stuff. How the heck did I we get? I completely derailed you. No, it's you. good. 
Uh, <laughs> so it's not really my, like, I don't really do that anymore, especially since, you know, we, we, the podcast uh, was a great way for you and I both, I think, to keep up on like the day to day what's happening in Magento. And we, we kind of, right. you know, pod faded a little bit. So, or a lot of it, um, as many things happened during the pandemic. And so I, I just, it technically my role is to think about all, all of commerce and the, where commerce is everywhere, mm -hmm. not just web commerce, which is traditionally what Magenta has been focused on. So I have to think about in my new role, uh, at right point is I'm the global commerce solutions lead, which means, um, I'm, I, I own, uh, our go to market, uh, offerings for everything we do in commerce. And that includes mobile apps that includes AR and VR, not kidding like actual work we do there. Um, it, it includes, mm -hmm. you know, marketplaces, uh, and web. Um, mm -hmm. so I think a lot less about like platform specific things these days, uh, which makes me, which honestly is, is fun, but makes me feel very disassociated, disconnected to the Magento family. So, and then not having events has also mm -hmm. been very, uh, disconnecting. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I needed some way right. to jump back in and Hiva, mm -hmm. Hiva, Hiva, uh, <laughs> we're just going to say it all three ways. Uh, you just, you, we were, we were already down the path of, of calling it okay, Hiva. It's Hiva. It's Hiva. It's Hiva. You messed. It's Hiva. So I, you know, Hiva okay. represented a great way for me, something new and exciting, uh, to get back into, to understand. And, you know, somebody, uh, uh, I think Max Chadwick at something digital has had his eye on it for a little while as, you know, something that could really change the way that we deliver Magento. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, well, uh, there's awesome. so much in the world of Magento right now that is like, uh, <laughs> can I complain for a little bit? Those are some. There's those are some deep, deep sides. It, I think we need a double click. Let's double click I, on that. I start thinking about like. Let me take you on the journey of where my brain just went. Is there's, uh, Magento used to be the this piece of software where the day, like the actual day, that the Amazon one click mm -hmm. patent expired, someone in the community mm -hmm. dropped a one-click mm -hmm. solution, mm -hmm. right? Shout out to Josh. Exactly. Uh, and creativity and... And if you don't know that reference, shame on you. You should know Josh that by Warren. first name like, reference. Is, is on he uh, still the the chairman over at the Magento Association? I should know. I don't know. He darn well better be. Okay, yeah. Like, darn it. Darn um, it all to hate, Hades. Um, yeah. so. <laughs> no shade. Uh but you're saying, I'm saying that, that like that, that's um, not really how Magento works anymore. So there are things that come up from time to time that I don't think that Magento as an organization is would have solved for. The community would have solved it anyway in times past, but the community mm. didn't sense this particular one coming. So like one would be the iOS 14 changes for the Facebook um, for Facebook uh, pixel uh, pixel compliance. Like that is a serious issue right now for, you know, dozens upon dozens mm -hmm. of Magento stores that we work with and of, you know, not trivial mm -hmm. size. And 
the Magento, mm-hmm. you know, Magento proper, neither saw it coming were uh nor were they are they prepared to roll something out in the short term to fix it which means that every agency Mm. every shop owner is left to their own devices Mm. to solve the problem for themselves and that's just not great Mm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah like this so there hasn't been any any like open like any community thing that's dropped to solve not i mean it may exist this is the other problem Mm. which is the community feels quite because we don't have a stack overflow and because Twitter has become so much more populous and and less tightly knit around certain niches. There's no way of disseminating the information, even if it were to exist. There's, there's this weird thing I'm trying to understand about community contribution, which is that we have the open source contribution program now, right? There's all sorts of tie-ins. There's incentives for partners. There's leaderboards. There's all sorts of stuff, which is all great, right? And yet there's a way in which there's sometimes, like you're saying, something like that would have been dropped day one a couple of years ago. Sure. But because somebody would have just built their own extension and put it out there, right? Whereas now it's like, well, you can contribute it directly to the core, which is good. But it's then, take nine you know, it slows things. To get... It's going to take nine yeah. months. And then right. nobody wants to adopt so, that so... change because it probably has something other, you know, something else that's very meaningful and impactful that you need to take stock of before you roll it's... it out. 2.4 is a great example. Which It's kind of a gargantuan yeah. change that requires way too much change management on big stores. Uh, it's meaningful yeah. and it's helpful. And from a performance perspective, it's amazing. Like we cannot wait to get this yeah. rolled out to all the stores. It's too big for us to just do it, you know, shooting from the hip. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like it's, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Cause it, cause rewind to when Josh dropped that um, one click thing a few years ago, I probably would have said, you know, this is cool, but it would be better if this was in the core. And it would be better if there was a thing on GitHub everybody can contribute to. That's probably what I would have said. And yet, fast forward now, we have that, and it's like stuff is slower. It's weird. You've got people like Lukash that have been massive, a top one or two contributor For that sure. left recently or was booted. I don't know exactly what happened. Um, there's just there's there's madness. Yeah. You well, know? even the partners. I've talked to partners who were you know heavily incentivizing their teams to work on things and then maybe now they're not doing that anymore because whatever the incentive like i think it's a great idea that these incentives were created but it's like the way they're playing out is weird it's an interesting dynamic right who is most incentivized think about uh uh think about this this the structure of an incentive um if you were already doing the work and the incentive structure favors you then great, nothing changes for you. But the question for me around like mm. economics, especially in the agency ecosystem, like what mm. are the economics of you having contributed in a in a uh, impactful way? What does that mean? Do you not have enough work? Do you have too many people on the bench? Are you like what? What is the focus of the goal? It and and the the incentives tail off when you have reached some sort of notoriety to then have no bench left to have too much work and now you can't contribute anymore uh so so mm-hmm. the 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 way you have a sustainable ecosystem 
is enablement that keeps more partners coming in the door so you can sustain that over the long term rather than have a few partners heavily incentivized then they load themselves up with work and they can't contribute right. anymore the the better it's, way it's, is to have better enablement so that you can get partners from zero to hero quicker and right. i think that magento it's tried really like, hard to do yep. that but they were in the midst right. of uh, an adobe integration now going through an integration with a bigger company like that is itself its own challenge to have to overcome at the same time right, right? It's almost like things were more centralized. Um, and previously, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, previously, right? Things were decentralized. You want to you want to pop out a, um, an extension? You just do it under your own namespace. It's not in the core. You put it out there. You tweet about it. Some people are interested. Cool. You get some benefit to that because people remember and talk about the fact that you did that. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, it's like you've got these partners that have been like, all right, we're going all in on the on the contribution program. Right. Yep. They dedicate resources. It's a marketing channel. It's a marketing channel, right? Which but is one, great. But That's one a that, is, that is universally beneficial as opposed to traditional marketing, right? Totally. Like it feeds back to the core product. So it's like a technical marketing channel. Sure. Um, and then they build up this moat where they have all of these contributions. And then one partner rises to the top of the contributions, you know, at Wix, Interactive 4. And then you know, they're kind of at the top and then it's maybe somebody can knock them off and then they go, maybe, they, I, and I'm just guessing, maybe they go like, wait, why are we doing this? Like, did we get the benefit we wanted? Whereas before everything was just a little more organic, For you sure. know, like people that did a lot of cool open source stuff, you know, I was talking to Colin Molinaro the other day. Oh, he did oh, a bunch of cool I love that man. stuff. Oh, what's he doing? These Shout days? out. Dude, he is so He's building a WMS called Shipstream, warehouse management software. Yeah, no, yeah. They so he was with a merchant. From there, they rolled out their own fulfillment service called Red Stag. From there, they built out their own uh, WMS to power Red Stag. It's all grown out of control. Shipstream is built on M1. Oh, it's is this SaaS the thing that you were saying you're gonna hire? This yeah. is the thing. Brilliant. I just slid. I just slid it in. This is the this thing. This episode is brought it's, to you by uh, Commerce built Hero. On Better way to find Magento developer. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it basically, um, it's on M1. It's a stripped down bare bones version of M1, mm. basically all backend API yep. stuff. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's cool, you know? So yeah, I talked to him for the first time in probably years now, just yesterday. And Gosh, um, uh, remember in but, Austin before you lived, uh, before you moved from, um, uh, Kansas City, Los Angeles. Kelly. Um, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, before you, you uh, took the, the trip from Monrovia over to uh, uh, Round Rock, I guess is where you are. Um, we huddled up with Colin and Fabrizio Branca and uh, Brendan uh, Falkowski. Oh, and um, I think we all like crashed together in uh, an Airbnb. Oh my gosh. In Austin. I completely forgot about that. That's right. It's such a, such a, it was like the time before time. That was, you know, pre uh, M2 days. What mm -hmm. a time to be alive. Uh, I, I could go on and on and on about how Colin is at the right place at the right time with the right software and in, in doing the right thing to solve for a, a gargantuan need. Um, I, I'll, I'll digress uh, because that fulfillment is the greatest challenge that we have in e-commerce right now. 
and data insights mm. and fulfillment and brands owning their own fulfillment is uh, a huge mm. area of innovation need because most are outsourcing to 3PL. I guess I'm not digressing. Most are outsourcing mm. to third-party logistics and there will always be an artificial cap to their growth because third-party logistics are optimizing for their business and not yours. And so if you as a brand are able to run your own logistics, that's what allows you to achieve billion dollar mm. scale, not outsourcing to mm. you know some distributed fulfillment network that allows mm. you to fulfill mm. on one or two day shipping, but will never give you the cost efficiency that will actually help you go beyond that. And that's, if you have yeah. software that can do that, especially open so source software, and you have like a model. I don't know if it's open source. Well, it's built yeah. on, it's built on it's, Magenta well, it's 1. Well, it's SaaS. Right. So, it's SaaS. Yeah, but it's built on Magenta well, 1. I'm yeah, saying if you but, have that, not only do you have, what do they say um, in the gold rush, uh, it's great to be in the pickaxe and shovel business. Like everybody, whether right. you're successful or not, right. needs a pickaxe or shovel when you go hunting for gold. I was, yeah, I, I was listening to, uh, I think it was one of the um, Beard Brand guys podcast yeah, recently. They Eric were talking Manholtz. about doing fulfillment in-house or, yeah. yeah. And, um, but would you, because would you agree? I know sometimes I can be a little bit hypey, but would you agree that that is probably the most interesting M1 backend development job on the planet. I mean, yeah. I mean, aside from the MMO that someone tried to build on M1, uh, like a video game on Magento One <laughs> back <laughs> right. like seven years ago. Yes, that is. This is the second uh, most sure. interesting but thing. See, that, that was seven years ago. Used. Well, that was seven years ago. So this, yeah. So this is. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get a little excited, but um, I love it. I but, think that's but, very yeah, exciting. But you know, for saying, people that consider uh, it's wild, right? Yeah, it's totally wild. I bet there's more and of that. And that you'd exists be working with know. with Kong. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. There's so much stuff out there. Um, but yeah, but going back, like we're saying about something different, you know, there was something more organic about the open source contribution back in the day. The incentives are good, but it's like unintended consequences of incentives. You know, we kind of see them play out. And um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't even remember what. The larger point was there. I mean, the larger but, point is things have um, changed, and you know we have very uh, present needs. There, this e-commerce doesn't slow down. The way that we, the way mm -hmm. that we do, this is like one of those. An, another existential threat is that, uh, and not just to Magento, to everybody, platforms optimize for this like best fit average of needs that really is not really mm. purpose built for anybody shopify is included in that by the way yes like yes. you have to I was just talking to a buddy about that like yeah. there, it doesn't solve your problem it solves a median of problems and not in a specific way so you either have to like you have a decision to make either buy into the way that the platform is forcing you to do it, which means that everything law of averages, everything starts to look the same, everything behaves the same customer expectation sort of, you know, drives your, like the platform capability and what people expect from you is kind of driven by your unwillingness to, you know, uh, to do, do things differently or invest in doing things differently. That means different design, you know, different user flows. Like there's a reason why, everything kind of behaves the same way in e-commerce. It's not a rule. It just kind of happened that way. Uh, or you mm. decide I'm going to spend a ton of money and I'm going to get unhinged from all the benefit of the platform, right? So I'm going to build PWA. I'm going to build headless and I'm taking it my own mm. direction because the, 
the cost benefit trade-off is I can be more successful in the long run if I have total control, but then why are you using a platform? Because the platform, you're, you're divorcing yourself of all the benefit of the ecosystem. Now you want a, a plugin. Well, sorry, your custom headless Shopify thing cannot do, you, you can't have one click app installs anymore. Now it requires dev work. Mm. And round and round and round and round and round we go. That's like the, this is like the never because the platforms are on this five year trailing. Uh, you know, uh, they they actually meet the needs of what you had three years ago because of the dev cycle. Mm. They don't meet the needs of the current mm. day, so you're always going to be having to innovate. So, I, I have this theory that like the M and A and the like consolidation in in the ecosystem is going to continue because most brands are not going to be able to break out and actually be wildly successful because of this challenge. They're not engineering teams and they've outsourced everything like development and all. And so I'm, I'm really interested, like the fact that Magento can't necessarily doesn't have community support or the, the community is not coalesced in a place where we can find out that things exist. Cause I'm sure this exists. Somebody solved the iOS 14 issue but I can't find out about it. I don't know where it is. Um, and the fact that that is like, that is a problem right now. You've already unfollowed 10,000 people. So you wouldn't <laughs> know even if they were tweeting about it. Are they tweeting about it? Maybe this is just a Philip problem. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been as active on Twitter. Um, so I'm not as, I've lost a little bit of visibility into it too. But, um, and this isn't a Magento yeah, problem. I'm saying it's like, it's an industry problem. It's, it's in every, it's in yeah. every e-commerce platform problem. Yeah. Are you dealing with, um, Shopify subscription stuff at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, not me, we, and yes. Um, okay. Cause I, I've been kind of following the, um, the deal with the new APIs mm -hmm. that they have to enable subscription, uh, you know, purchases in their native checkout, all of the existing subscription apps had run their own checkout. Correct. And, um, and so they launched the new APIs. I think people are starting to integrate with them, but I don't know how feature complete everything is, you know what I mean? How ready everything is. Yeah. I, I don't, I wouldn't know that, that deep level <clears throat> of information. I will say the, this is a wonderful, if you want to know what Shopify is going to go through, look at what happened in Magento seven or eight years ago, because this is the mm -hmm. law of platforms, right? There's this, that the. The oh, snake yeah. eats its own tail. Like you, you right. platforms to evolve have to compete with their own partners that made them successful. Right. And which is the other right. problem with platforms is the exact thing that I just said, which is it's good for competition and it's great for, for the businesses when there's 30 subscription apps to choose from. And it's bad when there's one because the one is typically not going to be very good for everybody. It's going to be okay right. for some. And right. when you right. have 30, they compete with each other, they make each other better, and you have a choice right. of which one might work better for your business. And that means less investment right. up front, less customization. So generally, right. like this is a, a a good sign of like the the plateau of um there's a there's a plateau coming in the partner ecosystem and specifically in Shopify, especially around subscriptions. It's I think it's the first of many shoes to drop on how how mm -hmm. Shopify keeps the growth going. Um, 
and all those partners are going to have to go do something else now. I, I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I don't, it seems like they're still, you know, they've built out some stuff into the core. They're expecting, you know, the app ecosystem to build out some of the interfaces and some of the uh, stuff around subscription. So they haven't completely taken it over, but it's hard to imagine they don't want to do that in the next year or two. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's, it feels like they're, I mean, they're also now Shopify um, is guilty of doing the thing where they announce something and it's a year plus before it sees the light of day right 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 <laughs> whatever happened to 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 shopify moving real fast and stuff but yeah i mean it took a while and then and then again even though it is out i don't quite know how ready it is um how feature complete it is and everything so um that's that's an interesting you know and then you've got all these other um you know um e-commerce platforms that are kind of trying to you know have more of like a subscription as a core functionality um mm. of their of their core I, i'm forgetting some of the names but i want to say like commerce jay there's a ton of them there's a ton there's a bunch them, but, yeah there's a um, and to them like shopify is the incumbent is just like the slow incumbent they're like oh shopify is ridiculous like you gotta go you know it's monolithic you gotta go headless you gotta go composable you know We'll um, see. I think those are nerdy things that, you know, I, I uh, that maybe will become more commonplace. I'm, I'm very interested in things like Shogun, which are, yes, you know, professed to be some, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, it's a headless platform that is yep. unopinionated about your backend. Um, mm. Isn't it tied to Shopify or, or Sh I thought Shopify Shogun, was maybe Shogun front end. I think can do Magento as well. We've, uh, we've had some oh, conversations cool. with them. Um, there, there was a business. Yeah, I heard wire. his podcast on, oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go, go, go. No, I was saying, I heard his podcast on the, um, on Eric Banholt's podcast as well. And, um, what's his name? Uh, uh Finbar, um, the founder, uh, yeah. Scottish dude, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was really cool. I didn't quite understand kind of their whole vision for it, but um, it's cool. I've seen a couple of the sites they've rolled out and they have that, at least on the Shopify side, they are tied into that whole ecosystem. So I think they're building it in a way that they can have integrations with some of these other popular apps in the ecosystem. Yep. So they can, it seems like the idea is to kind of have a, a best of both worlds where you've got the headless, but you've also got tie-ins to, you know, Klaviyo and, you know, Recharge all all the like real popular apps that some of these yep. mid market ish um, Shopify brands are using. There's a uh, this is now well over a year ago, maybe longer. Um, I'd have to go see what the the timestamp was on this. Oh gosh, holy cow! Almost two years ago, um, there was a a news story about how Adobe was partnering with Amazon for fulfillment for its. Uh, for Magento customers. Um, and this only, I only remembered this, which is now almost two years old, May of 2019 or April of 2019 now. Um, mm -hmm. I only remembered it because there was a, uh, a news story today, just before our, our, we started recording on um, Business Wire about how Adobe is collaborating with EasyShip uh, for fulfillment. And Mm, it, mm. it it just strikes me as they continue they and but they being every e-commerce platform 
um, coming back to this conversation that we, it's very tied into what we just talked about, but the, this, this problem that exists in e-commerce of just getting products to customers and the way that we solve that is, well, there's a ton of 3PLs. There's a ton of uh, 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 shipping solutions, uh, fewer today than there used to be, but like, you know, just like label printing software or rate calculation or uh, vendor selection, um, bidding, that sort of thing. Um, and yet, uh, despite all of the like press releasey type things that have happened, we've not really seen any movement. Even Shopify's own fulfillment network uh, is a thing that I think like oh, yeah. an announced the well over a year ago but something yeah it's yeah they, they it's like six sigma or what was that thing called six sigma is a the thing is, they acquired? A, is a not six sigma. is a certification um, six six rivers something like that rivers didn't they acquire all right i'm lost i don't i think um, it's just called they, shopify fulfillment service i i don't know what they oh i don't know what they did to but what were you, to acquire oh okay but what were you saying they're having issues or they're no, I'm saying it like it, this stuff is either extremely hard. Um, it has to be one of a few things. Either this stuff is really hard to mm -hmm. do and press releases precede two years of work before we actually see any benefit out of it. Or, uh, surprise, most everybody has found a way to solve this for themselves already. And there is really no demand. It's like a solution in search of a problem. Um, I don't, it's probably a little bit of both, but. Um, that concept fulfillment man that concept is it's kind tricky. of like found everywhere uh it's found in engineering which is what i was coming back to with the the front end in pwa it's like it's a solution in search of a problem the biggest problem that we have right now i mean you could say it's site speed i mean hiva seems to solve that without having to be headless without having to be mm -hmm. pwa um mm -hmm. there's there's all there has been a simpler way right in front of us it just took really, it took some smart people to engineer things for dumb people to make it happen. Because I'm not a smart mm -hmm. person and I get frustrated working in Magento 2 because I don't want to have to think and be brilliant all the time. I just want something that's like fun and easy to use and get work done. It's exhausting being so brilliant all the time. That's the problem is I'm not. So it's like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I made this joke, yeah. uh, this, this like meme that was like, to use Magento 2, you have to be smart and patient. And I am neither of those things. So <laughs> it's like, that's why Magento 1 was really good for me. It's like, I, I wasn't so smart and I, and I wasn't so patient. So, but I was just patient enough to make Magento 1 like really work for me. Um, yeah. Anyway. Man, I haven't been into Magento, like even a backend in long time it's been, it's a, been while. a while it's been a it's been, been a little while um, what's what is uh commerce hero yeah. running on these days laravel Airtable. <laughs> i yes it's, it's nuts dude i i sort of recently um started over with my database i've been doing a bit of a more manual approach you know because i always run into this thing where i hit a bottleneck on the platform like there's certain things I need to do that and I don't get to them. Technical debt builds up. Yeah. I'm good at getting it to the MVP stage. The ongoing maintenance and dealing with technical debt, I'm not good at. So then it ultimately stalls me from making the matches and stuff like that. And 
Um, so anyway, I've just been doing a bunch of manual outreach and stuff in air to people don't like all that people care about is the match is good. That's right. It's a good client. Yeah. It's a good, they could care less if you have a cool website or if they get an email, you know, they could care less. So, and I'm like, that's really what matters. And so I've just been, uh, going gangbusters on that, but, um, dude, that's yeah, great. Table is great. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and then I've been doing a ton of um, LinkedIn outreach, which I haven't done for, I don't know, gosh, maybe a year or two, but I really like it. It's so, it's so bizarre, but I like, I don't know. I just like, I, like, I just like connecting with people, messaging, you know, sometimes I'll get on phone calls and I've been just like more active. That's you so know? cool. You know, I go in and out of like going into a shell and not wanting to talk to anybody or see anybody for months at a time. Um, but then you know, there'll be times where I'm wanting to, you know, be more social, I guess. So that's what's up, man. Um, a lot of people are hiring, which is kind of cool. You know, a lot of solutions architects, everybody's hiring a solutions architect. It's like, what is, what does that even mean? That means that a year and a is half ago, a, uh, everybody got killed on a project they misestimated. That's <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> it's, it's, prob it's probably the same project. Dude. It's all the same project. <laughs> it is. It's the same project. Yeah. Creating this wave of demand for solutions architects. It's so funny. Like at one point that's in time, hysterical. every single person in the Magento ecosystem claimed that they worked on I don't know skinny ties or what. What was one? What was one right. of those like? Uh, projects that everybody had a bite of I, I i can't remember them but it uh there those have come and gone in the ecosystem in a big way for sure um yeah we've got we've got some cool stuff like, that we've done yeah. but uh they're they're the the projects in magento are complex that's why they choose right. magento right so right. there's no easy right. magento project or a uh, run-of-the-mill project anymore our accelerators yeah. are more for like starting point on which to build more complex things less than just quick mm. to market. And that's, that mm. means that we need better. We, we have to have more architects, more business analysts, more people that understand like the business requirement and how to build technically to fulfill the business requirement and link those two things together. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 That's it. Um, yeah, it's cool, man. It's it's um it's funny, man. I I sort of like was like this like not interested in Magento stuff, and I was like, well, let me let me get into the Shopify world, and um and then recently, it's just it's like it's so cool. Like I'll talk I'll talk to somebody, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I I listened to Mage Talk for like two weeks before <laughs> I started my job, and I'm like going holy cat, like I forget about that like impact, and wow. then. Um, I just like, like, it's the people that matter to me, you know, like, um, even if, you know, I'm not as connected to the actual technology and, and stuff like that, like, like, it's just, you know, it's the people. It's, it's know? so true. It's so true. Yeah. There was a, uh, I was thinking about like back when we first started the show, which by the way was in 2014, if that you can even freaking believe that are you serious yeah yeah september 20 something 2014 <laughs> dude that's insane that's such a long time ago man it's, 
<laughs> look how old I I look. <laughs> that it, doesn't it, even make any it's sense. It's very believable how long Dude, ago it was. <laughs> I will. I will say we're moving closer and closer towards the uh, Atwick's illustrated uh, depiction of us back a couple of years ago. I know, but I don't like, have the beard well, anymore, so uh, we need a we need yeah, a, an update. Yeah, we need an update on it. I I was thinking back to uh, before you were in the uh, in the recruiting vertical. I was thinking back to early episodes where we were talking about uh, folks shopping. Uh, and trying to hire uh, Magento, you know, it, uh, Magento architects for one hundred and you know one hundred and seventy thousand dollars or something. <laughs> I forget what the right. I forget what the number was. <laughs> I'm trying to find it as we speak uh, because I'd love to have some accuracy right. on what the number was. I, I basically said, "Listen, like this is un- untenable." Little did I know. I think it was one seventy back then in 2015, 2016. It might have been. I think it was. And uh, it was this one company. Yeah. And yeah. They were kind of chasing it, was, it up uh, for everybody, if I recall correct. Guidance, yeah. maybe I think, is who might have been doing that. Well, can let's neither confirm okay, nor well, deny that. Long, long um, story short, um, I mean, I took a call from Guidance in 2014. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, you're paying, <laughs> you're paying 170,000. Oh let's yeah, let's let's this. have that conversation. Uh, call me. Um, the it's interesting to see that that has held steady or maybe drawn down yes. just a little bit hasn't yes, really busted out to the like 220s 240s you see an aws architect and it's pushing 250 right. dollars. right right dude i still am talking to people that are looking 170 180 and I'm, I'm having a hard time with those i think they're out there they don't really come to me quite as much i guess but yeah, it's it's weird. Stop it's like calling that. Them out on Twitter um, for not paying you, and maybe they come back to you faster. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to do that I'm like sure three times have. recently. Yeah. you don't I, get credit I for actually, not doing it though. That's the <laughs> that's the thing. You're like, I get if you only no knew how often that. that happened, Philip, uh, you yeah. would give me more credit. Uh, yeah, I I, um, I find that funny though. Is that the uh, if you were to pair wage growth in uh, in solution expertise on Magento as a platform, uh, and you put that against uh, median household income and inflation, it it does it's not favorable mm-hmm. because there's more there's more jobs. I but they're not I sort of growing like the the salary expectation yeah. isn't growing over time. I sort of di- well what I see is that cap has kind of remained the same. But I've seen a ton of people move up through the ranks from a 50, 60, 70 to an 80 or 90 to a 120, 130 to a 150. Yeah, but you just asked I why, see that. why people leave the ecosystem. And that is that is one factor, right? How do you grow up out of it? Is, is yeah. What's the next step? You're there three or four years. Like, how are you going to get beyond that? And, you know, at least for, and I'm not, I have no idea what Fabrizio makes, but like his career arc was well i'm going to get into aws solution engineering because that's the that's the next step right aws is wild yeah, yeah. i've yeah it's i've started doing a little bit of outreach just recently for for a devops role and um, azure is another it's uh, interesting because azure is is becoming yep. much more uh favorable especially those mm-hmm. who are looking to not put their money you know into mm-hmm. uh you know into uh, a two trillion it's dollar funny company. like um yeah it's like 
I'm trying to understand, wrap my head around this role, right? Cause you're getting paid like top dollar yep. full time to do DevOps. I'm like, what, are, what are you doing with all that time? Like, shouldn't you be setting up infrastructure? You know, like if you're in house with a merge, like you set it Slinging up, you cables. tweak it, you tune it, sling some cables, right? You set up your, changing you some set scuzzy up your drives. auto deploys. Yep. <laughs> you set up your auto deploys, you get fancy, you set up a self healing mechanism mm. you know you set up your whatever stuff and then like what what are you doing all day you know i don't i don't know i just don't understand the role that, that trading gamestop on robin hood <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you know any of these devops architects what do they do all day like if you're a developer you know you're coding we have devops like, are you devops all day <laughs> we have DevOps. are they devopsing all day devops like, all day or day like, they all day yeah. every day They've got command lines what are going. They doing? They've got dashboards. What are they doing? They've got like seven. Are, like, they look like day traders. They got like seventeen like dashboards. Um, now, if you're in an agency, I get it because you're doing stuff for different clients. I could see how you could be. Well, break it down a little bit. This is this is a good example. Let's use Amazon as the example. To a consumer, you go on Amazon. You find something that you wanted. Right. You sh you right. put it in your cart you check out and you're done and then it arrives at your house. What you don't realize is yeah. you just touched 27 different products at Amazon that are all independently managed and deployed. Search is its own product. Merchandising is its right. own product. Pricing and availability right. is its own product. Logistics and like marketplace right. and like live bidding to see who gets the buy box is its own product. Uh, checkout is its own product. Payments is Check its own out. product, right? Yep. All of those things yep. are their own products with their own infrastructure that all work in concert together. And in the biggest yep. Magento deployments that we work on, they mm -hmm. have product managers. They only think about search. And there's a product manager that only right. thinks about merchandising. Right. A product manager that only thinks right. about dropship vendors and how they're merchandised into the catalog and the right. whole set around which you know personalization rule, right. you know, uh, bubbles right. which one to the top un under which circumstances. Right. Very like customer segmentation, loyalty, uh, transactional like lifecycle right. email. All of those right. things are their own product right. that have teams around it. Now they may not because of the nature right. of Magento, they're not deploying things independently to each other, but it still requires a lot of orchestration. So DevOps, right. they got stuff to do, right? And are they working across? They're working across all those products, oh, right? There's I mean, not they're, one they're, there's probably a there's probably someone who heads up uh, cross-functional DevOps. There's like a cross-functional mm -hmm. DevOps role that helps you know like all mm -hmm. the PMs figure out how they're getting things into infrastructure, but they're not co-locating the the software. But then there's projects like product-specific DevOps as well. We need to get a DevOps uh, person on to That'd be great. Uh, so I can understand. I've got time in like exactly May or June for this do. next episode. We can make, make it happen. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I thought I just, just when I thought we were getting back into getting a back flow, into I thought the there flow. was a vibe. I thought I thought that, you know, we were we were going <laughs> to reverse pod fade. And now you're talking. We're going to pull off the. Did I tell you the, the often uh, the the what is it? The. Infrequently, imitated, never, never, never duplicated. Infrequently, the infrequently executed reverse pod fade. <laughs> reverse pod fade, also known as never before seen. Just publishing on a regular the, schedule. Uh, Nineteen, <laughs> yes, never before seen since the 1984 Russian Olympics. 1984. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. 
Yes. But uh, <laughs> that's it's like a karate I, dude, kid I'm going reference to, or something. I don't know. I'm, go- Sweep I'm going. I'm going to Costa Rica, man. What is it? I'm going to Costa. I'm going to Costa Rica for what? For good? For a month? Oh, to shut your face. No, to surf. I'm going to learn to surf. I'm going next weekend, dude. How wild is that? That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I have a buddy that's been surfing in Hawaii and, and, uh, he's been telling me about it. And I've been like, this is insane. I need to you do You could have been thing. surfing abroad this whole time. Instead, you're this sitting in a shed time. freezing your butt off. Like you could have been surfing. <laughs> dude, it is, dude, it is literally freezing here. It's, it's, uh, there's icicles everywhere. I'm outside in my uninsulated pod studio <laughs> coming to you live with my jacket on. Because it's freezing out here. I mean, at In least the Austin, AC isn't running. Florida, Austin, Florida, yeah, Kansas City, Texas. You never. <laughs> there's there's a funny, uh, uh, just I don't know firsthand. Well, I know firsthand, but not because of surfing. You got to protect your nipples. In the surfing. <laughs> Dude, I'm expecting it to be brutally difficult. I've only Brutal. tried to surf once. I didn't even get, I didn't even attempt to get up. All I did was paddle, like, and not even in a direction. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm stayed, supposed like, to move my so limbs. Hard. I'm just going to move it, them. It was, that's funny. So I'm expecting it to be torture, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it the old college try. Give it, give it, give it the, 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 give it the college try. Yeah, give it. Give it the old Magento certification try. The 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 become a surf solution specialist and uh, (laughs) get a rash guard and or lube up your nipples. I'm not kidding. Um, I hear I hear very important things around nipple care. Um, (laughs) because I don't know what subreddits you're on these days, but uh... ultra running subreddits. And I, I I'll tell you, I have a whole nipple care regimen. Uh, for these very long runs, it's I could go into detail, but I, I shan't. I shorent. Um, dude, I'm dying. I'm dying. Dude, what, uh, what's bad is because, uh, we got to wrap. Yeah, it up. we got to wrap it up. Uh, long story short, let me close this out. Oh, do it. Let me close, close this, this out, out, buddy. Thank you for listening to Mage Talk. Make sure to like and subscribe. Give us a five stars, and uh, we will see you next week. Will we? Oh, I got to stop the recording. Okay. Not you. <laughs>